What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, New Vision, this is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors here, and we just want to thank you again for joining us for this podcast today. We'll be in Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 32, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. So let's dive in. Beginning in verse 14, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with him about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, Jesus asked. Everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and three days later he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. So as I read this story, I mean, here is a family that Satan has sunk his teeth into. You can just feel the the rawness and the emotion of the moment. This boy who should have been laughing and playing and enjoying himself and these parents who should have been enjoying their boy's childhood they're they're all just living their lives in constant heartache and fear and dread and and in the momentum of of this emotion the father says Jesus if you can do anything have compassion on us help us and it's I love that it's just an honest down to earth plea but it gets one thing really wrong that Jesus needs to correct and so in verse 23 Jesus' response is, if you can. So he's saying, I'm not sure, Jesus, you're able to do anything here, but if you can. 
And, and, and that's a faith problem. Uh, the question is never, never like, can God do something? It's will God do something? So this dad's faith, it's, it's weak, it's struggling. He's conflicted. You know, on the one hand, he believes. I mean, he brought the boy to Jesus after all. But, but he has this if you can do anything kind of rolling around in his heart. And, and Jesus tells him that all things are possible for the one who believes. God doesn't even know the word impossible. It's not in his vocabulary. And that's when the dad cries out, I believe, help my unbelief. So he's asking Jesus to help him. And, and you know, as we want to see our faith grow, let's remember we can't do it alone. We need the Lord's help, just like this dad. And so I want to, I want to just kind of tell you three things, I think three healthy faith lessons that we can learn from this grieving, doubting father. Uh, one is this, healthy faith starts with honesty. Healthy faith always starts with honest faith. You know, I, I thought about this. The father could have just said, Lord, I believed, and then kept that unbelief part to himself, but he didn't do that. Healthy faith cannot grow in a fake environment. So many times I think we're tempted to put on this super Christian image where we try to look like everything's together, our lives, our marriages, our families, all together. Our walk with God is all together. But we really need to just resist that temptation and pursue an honest faith. Jesus doesn't want fake faith. He wants honest faith, even if it's not perfect. So often our lives get messy. Um, we, we, we are confused. and Sometimes our faith gets messy too. And so we just need to be honest with God about where we're at. And he knows everything uh, after all and already knows what's in our hearts, already knows what's in our minds. So if you're struggling with doubt, tell him. If you're discouraged, let God know. And, you know, worry if it's keeping you up at night and just kind of eating away at you piece by piece. Lay that at the Lord's feet. Healthy faith always starts with honest faith. And so this dad, what I appreciate about him, he needed to be honest with Jesus to see God's power at work in his life. And, and he wants us to do the same. But you know something else? Healthy faith also requires a willingness to grow. You know, I've noticed a strange thing that happens in me when I'm around people who really are into eating healthy. If they get a salad, you know, I tend to do the same for eating lunch together. And in fact, I, after talking about eating kale and grape nuts and Greek yogurt, I mean, I just feel so good about myself. I feel so healthy. I just feel like I owe it to myself to eat a cheeseburger, you know, maybe with a little kale on the side. But the same weird thing happens when I walk into an office store. I mean, just walking down those aisles makes me feel like I'm getting my life more organized and more put together. And here's the point. Uh, thinking about getting healthier or getting more organized uh, doesn't substitute for actually taking the steps to getting healthier or getting more organized. And so this man, he's honest about where he's at, but he's also asking Jesus to help him get to a better place, to a healthier place help my unbelief get to this place of belief. And so if, if the Lord is convict, convicting you, convicting me that our faith isn't where it should be, Jesus can work with that. He can work with us uh, just as he worked with this man. If we just say, here's where my faith is, help me, help me to get to a healthier place. Help my faith to grow. So we have to have a willingness to grow. Um, and then, you know, the last thing I want to just point out is that healthy faith grows exponentially when it's challenged. Jesus' heart is always filled with compassion, and we see that here. He, he, his first um, instinct is to move toward us, and he, so he moves toward this father. He moves toward this son, 
He cast out this demon. The boy is healed. And, and after everyone left, the disciples, you know, they come up to Jesus and they say, hey, how come we couldn't cast that spirit out? And Jesus answered, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. The disciples are confused. They had successfully cast out demons before. This wasn't their first time at the demonic rodeo. But what worked before didn't work this time. And Jesus said, this kind, this demon that's been cut from a rougher cloth than what you've encountered before, that didn't mean they couldn't cast him out. It just meant they needed to grow their faith. Their faith muscles uh, needed to grow by spending more time with the Lord in prayer. If you've uh, never run a marathon before and then suddenly you decide you want to, you know, it's not like you can just jump off the couch and throw the bag of chips away and then go out and run 26 miles on your first day. The way we do that, endurance is built incrementally. And, and so some people might need to start off with a half mile, and that's challenging, uh, or a quarter of a mile. And then after a while, you're up to a mile, and then after a little longer, you're up to two miles and then three miles. And so you see what's happening. When, when you get strong enough that something isn't challenging you, you, you know that you need to up the challenge, and that's how we grow. So, hey, if, if you want your faith to grow stronger, I just want to encourage you, challenge it. Believe God for something that is bigger, that's bolder than what you're used to. But don't start out by trying to move a mountain. Start smaller, and then let's increase the challenge incrementally. It's how we grow. And so for you, it might mean you know just praying with, with fresh faith for someone who is close to you but far away from Jesus. Uh, they're never so far that the Lord can't reach them. So Maybe that's a way to challenge your faith. Or another idea is ask God to just fill your heart with someone, uh, for someone rather, that you're having a hard time loving. And then just look for ways to just pour out God's love on them. Maybe find a way to use some of the gifts that you believe God has given you and, and just practice and use and exercise those gifts to minister to others. And I would say this, especially if it costs you something in time or energy, that's a good way to challenge your faith to grow. And, and then finally, what if, what if you were just to ask God for boldness and, and just share your faith with someone, maybe that person that you've been praying for for a while? But whatever it might be, remember this, uh, growth does not happen by just thinking about it or talking about it. It comes by acting on it. Now, some of you are thinking, hey, Ben, listen, I have enough challenges as it is, and I can't handle another one. That may be true, but I want to remind you of something. Even people who work out, you know, they find that if they do the same exercises, the same movements, the same things over and over and over, they eventually plateau. There's no longer gains. And so they need to change it up some. They need to do something different. And so maybe stepping out in in a new faith, Uh, Maybe that will challenge you and that'll breathe uh, just fresh life into your faith. So, So think about that, pray about it, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.